Hi, my beautiful friends. I'm so excited for today's episode around dating and stopping being so hard on yourself and some practical solutions around dating after traumatic experiences, dating after breakups. How much time does it take? Am I doing this right? How can I call in this type of, you know, ideal partner like can what is this conversation i need to be having with myself and this is really sparked from the conversations inside of my dm so if you're new here hi i'm so fucking happy that you're here my name is laura patricia martin i am a trauma specialist who helps women find freedom in mind body soul and bank account to really amplify this human experience in a way that feels good we talk about taboo subjects and we make it more enjoyable really breaking down and slaying the shame around topics that we often don't have the conversations about, or at least I didn't when I was going through my healing journey and felt like these were the conversations I wanted to have, but it was so vulnerable and so scary to really open up that door. So podcasts were where I found it, and we do that inside of our community, and really just kind of wanted to bring that forward. So I'm happy. I'm so, so happy that you're here, and really just listen with an open heart, you know, listen with Who do I get to become in this hour? You know, what do I get to learn that maybe I've heard before, but it didn't land? What what do I need to receive in this moment so that I can hear differently, become differently, do something that reminds me of who I used to be, (laughs) the joy and the play and the curiosity and the wonder. And so in this episode, I'm walking you through my recent breakup and the breakup before that, which was very toxic and abusive and so I'm going to talk about codependency I am going to talk about domestic violence and things of that nature so if you're feeling triggered by that maybe just skip this one um and we'll see we have plenty of others in this beautiful little repertoire of beauty that we have here of healing to happy um but if you're ready to jump in I'm so excited that you're here if you feel called to like subscribe review do so. That helps get our message out. Plus, I just like to hear from you cutie little faces um, and get some feedback on what's what's your vibe. And so you can come hang out over on our Instagram. So our podcast one is Healing to Happy, so Healing T-O Happy, or my personal one, which is it's Laura Patricia Martin, so I-T-S, Laura Patricia Martin. And from there, you can see what we got going on. Right now, we have our Summer of Love bundle that's about to be launching, maybe already launched by the time you listen to this. I don't know. And that is going to be three programs. We have Becoming the One, we have Unattached, and we have Sacred Singlehood. It is all about finding your love within so you can call in the love without, whether it's a partner or the ideal clients or just life situations and manifestations, really understanding your nervous system to call that in and balance everything out. So if you're interested in any of that, I'll put that in the show notes. But I will see you. On the other side of this, my friends, sending you a big hug. You are listening to the Healing to Happy podcast, a podcast where we have hard conversations that slay shame. It's about leaning into the vulnerability and reclaiming your bravery. 
I am Laura Patricia Martin, a trauma specialist who created this podcast to help women like you collapse the walls built up around their hearts due to the shame and trauma and life experiences, to have conversations we may be struggling to have with those around us so that we can break down the walls that are holding us back from living this bold, juicy, brave life. Here, myself, my guests, and my friends share their journeys of rebirth to help us get out of our own way, build authentic relationships and heart-centered businesses and dance proudly into our fullest expression. I believe that when we bring light to a shadow, find richness within the in-between period with women who understand us, co-regulation occurs, safety is imprinted, and we begin to set the tone for limitless potentiality. I am so honored to be here with you. So let's begin. Hello, my gorgeous Healing the Happy fam. I am so, so excited to be here with you today and to talk about something that has been on my heart and in my DMs from all of you around dating and how to do this from a space of abundance and joy. And especially, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but as you're getting older, it's like this pressure. Like, if we're not dating someone, something's wrong with us. Or, like, and it's it's like a societal thing, right? Like, you're running through, going through these situations, being like, I'm not complete if I don't have my partner. And what I want to talk about today is just how we can stop making dating so hard on ourselves and actually come from a space of joy and self-awareness and inquiry and understanding and these aspects that dating gets to be this portal of activation this portal of self-exploration instead of this space of lack so i kind of want to walk through that conversation today um as you can tell i have a little bit of a cold so welcome to my sex voice (laughs) um but this conversation came up because a few of you have reached out to me in my dms just Talking about, you know, as you're going through this whole dating situation, some of you are just coming out of relationships, some of you are healing from traumatic relationships, and some of you are just kind of stepping into that expansion and wanting to explore, but it's this question of, am I doing this right? Right? And is there enough space in between, you know, what I went through and what I'm now doing and you know, is there is there some type of checklist, <laughs> essentially, that <clears throat> can show me that I'm doing this right or that I'm on the right track or something of that nature? And what I want to reframe here, hold on one second. <clears throat> You're welcome. Thank you for that. Um, is that dating is about finding more of who you are and not putting your happiness in someone else's hands and i written a post on this the other day because this is a concept my father has raised me on now i know it's from the mastery of love but he raised me and my girlfriends anytime we'd come into the house we'd be crying about boys when we were younger and he would always talk about this concept of never give your star away i never really got it right like when someone says that to you and you're a teenager Someone's like, don't give your star away. You're like, okay, no idea what you're talking about, but sure. But it was this whole concept of we hold our own light. We have our own star. And when we meet another person, 
sure they can add some light to it and things of that nature, but they never hold it. They never hold it. And because of my life experiences, and maybe you guys can relate to this, I did give my star away. I struggled deeply with codependency and trauma bonding and to the point that, you know, I almost lost my life to it because I put my happiness in someone else's hand. I put my sense of worth in someone else's hands thinking, well, if I can just save them from themselves, I will therefore be worthy of love in some type of way, or I will, you know, have this happiness because, you know, they're not quote unquote that bad and they're just broken and they need help and overextending and all these kind of things. And it wasn't until my rock bottom moment at 24 where I had had that physical altercation with my partner and I was contemplating taking my life and I... And not even then, actually. Now that I'm, like, racking my brain, it's, like, even then, like, I, I got off the floor and I healed and I started to work with nutrition and health coaching. But what really started to happen was I went on a trip to Japan. And I remember I had been just kind of very distraught. I would be counting down the days till I can, you know, get to Japan to get away from this man because I couldn't detach myself from it. Like, deep, deep trauma bonding. And coming out of that relationship, right? Like, then I went into Al-Anon and I got the support that I needed and I started to study these things and the attachment styles and the codependency and really coming to terms with it because I didn't even know I was codependent. You know, it wasn't a phrase that was thrown around in my groups. It wasn't a phrase that was spoken about and if it was it was quote-unquote you know bad um but because I grew up in an alcoholic home and I grew up in these different situations it made sense it made sense and so it's not that it was to be shamed it just needed to be looked at and so looking at these things and healing from that and then moving into dating like there are so many things that I learned over my lifetime that I want to break down for y'all And just the differences between coming out of that relationship and coming out of this relationship and different styles of dating and really how do you check in with you to see how it's right, right? Like we love to search the internet of what is a good amount of time until I can start dating again or, you know, am I doing this right essentially is what we're Google fact checking, doing some research bias and really when I was coming out of that relationship and I wouldn't say I did it right or wrong. It's just I wasn't yet tapped into how I felt. So I was trying to cerebrally do these things, but I wasn't actually feeling safe yet. So straight out of that relationship, I ended up jumping into another relationship. And not from a space of love, but this relationship changed my life. Because I hadn't yet healed myself. And he was a really good friend of mine. And we had had crushes on each other and things of that nature. But he knew I was going through some things. But we jumped into our relationship fairly quickly after that one. And I was not yet healed. So instead of being so codependent, because I had learned that I had put up such a deep shield. And I would not let him in. 
you know, I was, I was very much in my masculine energy. I was not willing to receive. I was not willing to be loved. I was not willing to give love. It was not the right situation, but because I was so afraid of being alone, I jumped into it. And I remember it was like, he told me he loved me. And I remember looking at him being like, why did you do that? And the look on his face is still ingrained in my heart. And so after that relationship, it was this deep portal of, I am never doing that again. I'm never like, I was not ready. And I hurt a good man because of this. And I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. Like no one can, no other person can give me that feeling, that star that my dad had raised me on. Right. And maybe you've been experiencing something like that where it's like, well, I don't want to be alone. And I don't, I don't know. And I don't know like what phase of healing. And I don't, you know, feel like I can be safe again. Cause that's, that's how I felt after my ex. It was like, I don't, am I lovable? You know, am I worthy? And because I didn't know if I was lovable or worthy, I thought I could find that in someone else. And so I was coming into this whole dating situation from a space of lack. It was, you know, validate me, help me see me, help me, help me avoid this pain of how I got here. And so I took two years and I don't recommend that. I don't say that to my clients. I don't, you know, it's, again, I'll walk you through the practices I've done now, but I took two years of just turning myself away from dating entirely and went inward. And yet, like a lot of it had to do with a lot of hormonal imbalances as well. Like I was still struggling with an eating disorder at that time, still struggling with binge eating and my hormones were way out of whack. I still hadn't had a period. Um, so it's not connected to my body. It was not health. Like I was not in peak health, which is why in my programs we start with the basics and the foundations of health because I had thought for a long time like, oh, I'm just healing and I'm, you know, asexual, I thought. And I was like, I'm just afraid. Like we did the whole exploring thing and I was like, I don't know, like nothing attracts me. <laughs> and so I just kind of gave up and I didn't realize like that was my trauma response protection, right? Like my body my body my brain like the whole thing was just like we are so afraid of this that we're just going to shut it down in protection and so as time started to go on and I realized it wasn't really about fixing anything it was about remembering who I was before all of that And so if you're someone that has been through a breakup that rocked your socks off, that shifted the trajectory of how you perceive love, how you perceive self, how you perceive others, like how you navigate your life, that shit changes you. That shit is drama. That is. And it's a trauma we can probably all relate to. And there's a lot of things out there in this social media world. There's a lot of things in life that'll try to sell you. You have to become someone else, right? And you guys, I say phrases around this as well, but I'm going to break this down. Like the trick to life is you have to become, you have to start acting as her before you become her. But the her that I refer to, the person that I'm referring to, isn't someone else, right? It's it's you 
and the elevated expanded version of self it's you in its full capacity it's you who you were before the pain and the heartache and the memories that hurt and when we do that type of healing things don't push us back as far anymore and we actually have the tools to regulate and walk with these fears and these pains and the vulnerability and that kind of stuff to enter into the new chapter. And that's what I'm seeing is the difference now between my breakup then and my breakup now is the rupture with the partner that I had, which if you guys are new here, hi, (laughs) I went through a breakup um, a few months ago and I didn't see it coming. I thought I'd be marrying this man in a few months. And it completely invited me to become this new expanded woman version of myself. Like, I am so proud of who I've become, but it's because of these lessons and these tools that I teach you guys in my programs and in this podcast and on my page that that's able to happen. Because the one, there was one that was, my happiness was in someone else's hands. So when that breakup happened, when I was 25, that rocked me that one changed the trajectory of how i viewed myself and my worthiness and my lovableness and all that kind of stuff and then we fast forward to now at 29 where yes he made me very happy he was you know it's my favorite relationship but he didn't hold the keys to my happiness vehicle that was mine And so although there has been and there's continually deep healing on that, it's not, it's not earth shattering. It's more of an invitation, right? And so it's really kind of reflecting on like, have you gotten to a point, like if we're asking me the question, like, when is it okay to start dating again? When can I start to move into this arena? It's really, do you have a grasp on your star? And are you dating from a space of, I am good and I want to make this great and I want to expand this? Or am I dating because I want to feel like I'm validated and belong? You know, I want to feel like I'm worthy. Because if we're coming from a space of lack, we're going to be attracting those people that we don't want. Right? The, the, ones, that, the ones that we know energetically do not feel right and... This is where we get stuck in these toxic relationship cycles where we're like, I'm having the same argument with the same people or I'm having the same argument with different people. Like, why is this happening? Or I keep dating quote unquote shitty men and I keep dating the cheaters and I keep dating the liars and the mama boys and the, you know, the feminine ones when I want someone to lead me and take care of me. Like, what the fuck is going on? And so when those things keep happening, that's when we have to like look at like, what is my reticular activating system calling in right now because our brains that's what they do our ras system is constantly taking in millions upon millions of information per second and then it filters through and 30 percent of that actually gets to our brain and or like to our awareness and so if we have the core belief that i am unworthy i am unlovable dating is hard men are hard women are hard people are hard this doesn't work for me my town sucks, da-da-da-da, the narratives that we tell. That's what we're going to be calling in because that's what our brain is scanning for. 
that's why my core belief, I'm like, I don't think dating is hard. But I also have a different stance on what dating is. I'm not dating to find my husband. Sure, I know in every fiber of my being, I will find him. And that's taken me a long time to get to. Like, But there is no rush because I know that's already a memory from the future that I will have an orgasmic love, that it'll be something fucking revolutionary, that it'll be so expansive that like I have chills even now when I talk about it. Like, There is no, I don't have a doubt in my mind that that is a thing. Does it take work? Yes. Do I have to have wild amounts of patience? Yes. Are you going to have to shift and mold and really get comfortable? And not so comfortable that you're so comfortable being independent that you never go out and meet people, but like comfortable being in that void, right? And so when we play with our brains in this way and we know what we're scanning for and looking for, we start to shift this narrative of it's not hard, it's not a struggle. I don't need to come from lack. It's just like, like I play this running game. Like anytime I go out, it's just like, ooh, who are we going to meet today? You know, it's just making it fun. It's making it light. It's it's bringing this air to a situation where it's like we're, we're coming out of this from a space of desire, right? Not need. Because if we're coming from a space of lack and need, that's just, that's not fun energy. That doesn't, that doesn't make me want to date you. You know, we've all dated needy people before. It's like, ooh, and that's like the energy you're putting into the universe. That's that's like what you're putting into your body and your brain. And like, that's what we're scanning for. So of course, that's what you're an energetic match for, right? So when we're starting to play with this, it's like, how can I get into this space of desire and, and wonder and curiosity and joy and starting to kind of play in that field? And then it comes into this next conversation that I got from a lovely listener where it was like, but I want this fairy tale love. I want this beautiful match. And, you know, are my standards too high? Are my boundaries too tight? And only you can know that, right? For me, standards, my standards are high. There are, for varying degrees, right? Like, I'm dating now, but I'm not dating for love I don't my heart hasn't healed enough for that I'm dating because I want to figure out who I am in different situations with different people to work on my sense of judgment and different parts of me again I date for me I date for who do I get to become in these moments and I've really worked on regulating myself around that and so when we're looking at these boundaries and these standards it's really looking at like well what is your standard and your boundary for right is that because that's what you value and they align to your values because at the end of the day, our standards are essentially our values, right? And then our boundaries are the non-negotiables that we put in place to align with our values, right? And so it's looking at, is that set up in a space of I'm honoring and I'm loving myself and this is out of abundance and this is the energy that I need and this is, this is what's important to me, so these are the standards and the boundaries that I'm putting in place, or is it my heart has been broken before and therefore I'm going to protect myself now? And the latter is the one that I see most often and then we wonder why we don't have love. I was having this conversation the other day actually with some friends where it's like we all desire to be seen and to belong and to have this vulnerability and to 
have a love, uh, not even just a love affair, but like we desire this in friendships too, communities and spaces we want to be seen. This is why I love the way that I run my programs. Like it's a, finally a place where it's like, I belong here. These are my people. They get what I'm talking about. Like it's it's such a different kind of vibe that I was deeply craving in the self-development trauma healing world. But looking at these kind of things is just like is because at some point in my life i've experienced some type of emotional turmoil whether it's a heartbreak whether it's trauma whether it's loss whether it's something that shook up my nervous system and now it's stored in my nervous system and i need protection is it out of that space where i'm like i have my standards to this where no one and like that's what i had to dismantle in my two years of doing this journey because i had such high standards not from a place of abundance I had such high standards because my heart had been broken so badly and because I had built it up with a fortress around it. Like anytime I do Reiki and everything, they're like, holy pickles, this thing is locked solid. And I'm like, yes, fact. And I realized that was actually getting in my way of my big visions and my goals because at the end of the day, I can make as much money as I want, but what's it worth if I don't have this love that I want. I'm a double Libra. I'm a projector four six. I'm a, you know, my gene, like it's, I'm all about relationships in my life. Like that's where I learn all of my lessons. Um, and in humans in general, you do too. Like it doesn't matter about astrology, gene keys, human design, like humans in general, that's where the most vulnerable parts of ourselves get to come to life and unearth and be discovered and all these kind of things. And so it's really looking at like are my boundaries and my standards out of protection or are they just actually aligned with my values? And so when we're going through the navigating of releasing the trauma responses and the triggers and the things that keep us safe, it's just looking at that core question, right? Like what's my value? What's my belief system? What do I deeply desire? And how can I create safety in that? Because a lot of times when we're dating, we're not looking at how can I make safety. We're looking at how can I avoid vulnerability well, until they become vulnerable and then I'll be vulnerable. And then it's like this you know, ping pong match of, well, I'm not opening up first. I'm not texting first. I'm not doing this. Da, 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 da. Like, it's just all of this self-protection around our heart. And I see this more so, I mean, I see this with everyone, but a lot of like guys, like they've had like one heartbreak in their life and then it's like this shutdown and oh, I'm never loving again and all these kind of things and then the women in general then we stop to trust and we're going back and forth and this whole game situation starts and all it is is a whole bunch of self-protection you know the whole ghosting and the whole whatever it is that people do nowadays it's like none of that is personal and i hope you fucking know that if someone has ever done that to you that is never personal and, and although it's a very personal thing and I get it, but if we can just understand the way nervous systems work and the way people's trauma responses work and the way people's self-defense mechanism works, like it is always just a self-protection. And that does not mean go back to them and make an excuse for their behavior because that was a big trauma response of mine. It just means we can understand and give compassion and we can move forward because it doesn't align with our values, right? So that's a, one of the main things right now is like, what are your values in your life? What are your values in your partnerships? What are your values in your work? Like starting to put pen to paper on those things. And then are your non-negotiables, are your boundaries in alignment with that to set you up for success? And starting to play around with that, like knowing that 
these are going to forever change, right? Like you're an ever evolving human being. That's why, that's why we're on this planet. That's why we tune into healing to happy. But there are some root ones that we can play with. I would recommend looking at four, like your four pillars of just kind of where they're at and then seeing if they align with that. And so the other question that I got was, you know, I've been through this emotionally traumatic stuff. What about like that healing phase? Right? Like, how will I know I'm healed enough to love again, to date again? Like, when is when do I get to that point? And that is something I wish I could give you. Like, oh, you know, and I've Googled it. Don't get me wrong. I've talked to Millie. I was like, how long does it take to get over your ex? And I was like, give it a month or something for every year. I think it's... <laughs> something um there is no right time but there is a feeling in your body that comes right so I remember after my relationship ended when I was 25 and because of the depths of that not because of and I know I had a podcast on this previously of like the different five pillars of attachment and that's when it's harder to break up and like that's why some people can move on faster than others because they have different points of attachment whether it's relational whether it's physical whether it's sexual whether it's mental whether it's spiritual um and then there's familial so six and so when we have relationships and only one person has all six or another person only has four, right? And then we're like, how can they move on so quickly? Because they didn't have as many attachment points. So um, that's what I'm referring to there. Like there's that spectrum of things where if you guys had a lot of touch points together, it's harder to move on. You know, you had a life, you had a partner, you had, you had things, you know, that's why divorces and things of that nature. But there's also the trauma, the events, like for my 25 year, my one when I was 25, like the trauma bonding and the codependency and the, the deep healing that had to happen. So that one took two years, right? Like that, that I needed that. And I'm not saying everyone has to do it that way. It's just, I had to work my way through understanding who I was outside of these kind of traumas. I had to rewire what it meant to be safe again because I realized my life was kept calling in this chaos and this drama and these things. And I was like, I don't want that. I want a safe love. I want the love that I see in fairy tales. I want this love that is real, you know, and honest and communicative and deep and playful and joyful and it's just that's not what my history was and so I had to take radical responsibility for this isn't you know where I want to be and I didn't do it entirely right because I took it so seriously you know healing and as you guys know and our the shift in how I do healing is like it doesn't have to be as serious as we make it right and I didn't need to isolate myself for two years but I did and I'm happy that I did because now I get to tell you the story and that's what mentorship is we tell you (laughs) we fucked up here's what we shouldn't have done here's how to do it faster um and so going on that journey what I realized also is like there needed to be more pleasure and play like this needed to be something that was about me and more fun and more joyous and to get out and to do these things and to just discover, right? Discover what it meant to be 
alive and well and all these kind of things and so really looking at that stuff and then fast forward to the breakup that I'm navigating now you know it's been a few months and I'm back to dating and because it's this joyous thing because I view dating as networking essentially and I know some people don't like that but when we come from again the energetic side of stuff if we're going in and even like follow me on this right like we're going into dating and it's like i need this i need that this needs to be my husband like da, 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 da. like we've all been on dates where the other person they were needy and they were overextending and they were doing these kind of things and it was just like whoa whoa like you have already planned our future and all these things but we're doing that with the other person like it's just we do this tit for tat where it's like some people are more forward with it but we're doing that in the dating field like well if he's not if this isn't going to be my husband then what's the point of dating i don't want to waste my time i was like well what's actually under that fear what are we actually protecting ourselves from and can i can we start to like unfold what that is because it's just a networking game it's what and like who even knows right like you could go out with some guy that you met and it's not him that you fall in love with. It's his friend because you meet him out at a bar a few months later and you're like, oh my God, hi, and he's with someone else. You know, like there's a series of events that can deeply happen in life. Like we're all connected in some type of way and nothing's by chance or accident. And so it's kind of looking and switching what dating gets to mean and why it doesn't need to be so heavy and how we don't have to be quote unquote fully healed, right? Like, yes, in my previous relationship, when I was 25, there was deep things that needed to be healed because that was that was big. It changed the course of my entire life. But with this previous one, it was, I don't think I need to sit in my breakup the whole time. Like, I spend lots of time. I regulate myself. I know when not to go date. I know when not to reach for my phone and mask my... Like, that's the thing, right? Like, if I feel like, oh my God, I'm missing my ex... Like, this hurts so bad today. I'm not going to go distract myself by talking to other people. Because that what happens in those scenarios is you we often date too soon. And then you end up projecting your unhealed heartache onto that poor new soul who is not the one that did these things to you. Like, if they don't text you back in time, you're like, oh my god, you're ignoring me and you're ghosting me. And it's that whole scenario. And really, it's just like he was busy, but because that's something that triggered you from your ex, now you're projecting it onto that. That's why we're having the same argument with the same or with different people, right? So it's really taking that space in between, and it doesn't, there's no time frame on it. It's just taking that space in between to get to know yourself when you need to be by yourself and when you're projecting some your stuff onto someone else. Like, do you have enough of that conversation and wherewithal to understand what you're feeling now? And this is, this is why the core and the base of our programs that are coming for the summer, the Summer of Love bundle and set list and things of that nature, which by the way, go check it out. It's so cool. Um, is around this whole concept of understanding self because there's no, I know there's so many blog posts and magazines and things of that nature to tell you how to date and do these kind of things, but it really does come down to what is your level of self-awareness and do you listen to that? when it comes through because there's oftentimes it's like yes I have the self-awareness but no I'm not taking action on it when 
the way we heal and the way we date and the way we get to this point of like, this is so delightful. This is so easeful. This feels good. I get to feel like myself. I get to experience different parts of myself. Like, who do I want to be in this moment? Oh my God, this is like perfect. I'm not overdrained. I'm not overworked. This da 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 da. Like, switching the narrative comes from can I tell when I'm dysregulated? Can I tell when I'm stepping outside my box? Can I tell when this is no longer fun and I'm doing this to cope or I'm doing this to mask? And can I sit there and say, actually, I think I'm good for today. I'm going to go on a hike. and I'm going to sit with my feelings and I'm going to cry about the ex. And I'm going to journal it out and I'm going to call my girlfriends and I'm going to fill up my love cup in the ways that give me my star and my power. That remind me of my power. And so when we're looking at dating and is it enough time and am I healed yet? It's like, do you have your hand on your heart? Knowing you have your star. Knowing that, what am I dating for? You know, and why am I taking it so seriously? If I know and with every fiber of my being, if I know with every fiber of my being that you are so lovable, you are so worthy, your person is on their fucking way. They're just learning their lessons to get to you so that it does have a divine timing, divine purpose, divine alignment. If you know that in every fiber of your being, who can you start to become within your days for that person, for for this? Like, who can you start to remember as you are so you can become this best version of yourself? Not perfect, because perfect doesn't fucking exist, but the best version of yourself. So when that person comes, we're not projecting onto them. We're not codependency on them. We are just ready for an interconnected, interdependent relationship you know where people do not belong to us you know they don't they're not ours you know if people have decided that they don't want to be with us that does not mean anything about you that just means the relationship wasn't a match and you're one step closer to the one that is but if we're going to continually be living in this fear space of dating where it comes from last night and it comes from the needs to be serious and we need to talk about our traumas and we need to like put all this masculine structure into it and then we wonder why we don't have that soft, tender love. It's really reframing and looking at them. How do you expect to have a tender love when the grips of it are so tight, when the grips of it are so painful and it's such a heavy hold? Right, because we live in an Amazon Prime world right now where it's like, I want it quick, I want it now, I want to be validated, I want the snuggles on the couch with the puppy and the baby, and I want to go travel, and I want to do this, and I want to have this celebration, I want to do these things, and it's like, I hear you, I love you, totally fucking valid, and feel that energy. Does that feel squeaky clean? Does that feel like trust? Does that feel like feminine, soft, tender, lean back, receiving kind of energy? Or is that more so leaning forward, masculine, hustle, rushing kind of culture? And it's really looking at like what type of person do we want to call in? Do we want to have someone like for me, I want someone that is in their very healthy, strong, masculine energy that takes care and provides in different kind of ways. Like not not financial, just like, you know, they take care of you. You feel so safe through your king. Like I'm calling in my king. And a man that's not intimidated by being called that, you know, this healed whole version, like this, they walk in the room and it's like, oh, fuck. Charisma. 
But to have that, then there needs to be a lean back on my end. Yes, my drive and my wisdom and my, my things when it comes to healing to happy, we don't slow down there. But when it comes to dating, it's that soft, tender, feminine. The trusting, the receiving, the allowing for someone to lead me. Because coming out of such traumatic events and tra- like trauma, we like control gives us certainty, which helps us know that there won't be any trauma know that my heart won't get broken and i don't need to be vulnerable because i'm controlling all these things and da, 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 that whole narrative that our nervous system is with stuck within but if we look at again our values and our non-negotiables and our boundaries and our things like that and we have this vision of the person and the energy and the relationship dynamic that we want what is that for you right and if I want someone, we can't have two masculine and two feminine. It doesn't matter what you're, what you actually identify as. We all have a feminine and masculine energy. And so if we want someone that is more dominant and more, more forward, more leading, more taking care of, more pro- like protector, king, right? Then we have to lean back and trust and be tender. And that does not mean we're needy and codependent and those kind of things. It means we are soft and trusting. We know you know they're coming they're there they're on their way there is no rush and so instead of thinking every person you meet is your husband or your wife or your person can you breathe and stop putting so much pressure on it can you breathe and know that you are okay already as you are you are whole you are brave you are bold you are brilliant yes It'll be fantastic when they get here. But God, universe, source has you in this chapter for a fucking reason. To learn. So what can you learn about yourself within this dating field? How can you make it more fun? How can you take the pressure off the whole, this person needs to be my person? And can it just be, who do I get to become in the context of this dynamic? Whether it's a month or 72 years, who do I get to become? How can I, like, in the self-development world, especially with so much access to it, we get stuck in this healing phase that everything has to be hard. And this is what I learned with my rupture because this was me. We take everything like it needs to be a big deal. There needs to be the therapy. We need to talk about the depths of our soul. We need to have these serious conversations. We need to be in the development healing phase. But really truly fully seriously it gets to be fun yes we can have these depths and we can talk about shadows and we can do these things but you can dance with the shadow you can have the conversations you can learn about someone not just not just their traumas but their truth and let them speak and be known for who they are and to be the safest place for people to land oh that is so juicy that takes away this pressure that takes away the heaviness of it all to actually make it feel this just energetic exchange of safety and love and lust and really balance those different types of beings within and i mean again this is different for everyone this is why knowing yourself is so key this is why knowing your feminine archetypes this is why knowing your nervous system this is why knowing when you're not regulated and to be able to tell these things so that you can 
actually sit and be like, oh, I've actually moved a little bit too far into my depths. What can I do right now to go feel connected and to go play and to feel that joy again? Because I need that oxytocin, right? Like oxytocin triggers testosterone. And if I want this type of like love and lust and things of that nature, how can I tap back into more of my delight? How can I have more fun and play and things of that nature? And so I invite you to look at these concepts, right? Like looking at don't not dating from a space of lack but dating from a space of abundance and stop taking it so seriously and going from a space of like i'm dating to find out more about me not to validate my existence or validate my worth but to just discover more of myself to make my star even brighter to know that i am holding it with every group so i'm excited to share that with someone to dance and delight around it but i'm still okay you know, and then starting to play around, like, what am I telling, what's the story that I'm telling myself? Like, my RAS system, like, what is that story that I'm telling myself? Is dating hard? Why? Why do I think dating's hard? If it's about who I'm becoming and who I'm discovering about myself, then why do I have to say my town is hard? Because I'm still discovering things about myself, you know, and it's reframing that, because if you're telling yourself you're hard, it's hard, and you're telling yourself it's only shitty men, that's what your brain's going to believe, and that's what it's going to call in, because that's what our brains do, that's how it scans rooms, Right, and really looking at, am I coming from a space of desire versus need? Desire is that feminine, that lush, that tenderness, whereas need is this like wounded masculine, very hustle, very needs to get this done, very high, high protective boundaries and standards as opposed to, you know, our core values matching with our non-negotiables. And so playing around with that, <clears throat> and then knowing that you can't do this wrong. There is no way of doing this wrong. You don't need to be quote-unquote fully healed. You just need to have the wherewithal to understand when we're dating in those spaces, right? Like, I'm not fully healed from my breakup, but I'm not dating to heal from that, right? I'm dating to figure out myself and who I get to become in different evolutions and work on my judgment piece. And I spend a lot of time in my healing. And when I miss my ex or when things come up, I put the phone away and I deal with my own stuff. And I use the tools I teach you inside of sacred singlehood and becoming the one and, you know, unattached, like all the programs coming up for the summer. And so these are the tools to really start to understand that, you know, this is a journey. If you know with every fiber of your being, and maybe you're not there yet, but like, can you play within that field of they're coming? They're coming no matter what, and if you breathe into that and you know that your love story is one for the ages, and if you just started to play a little bit more, dancing in delight, doing the work for yourself and making it so it's more fun and getting back into your intimacy and pleasure and delight, like what does that actually feel like and how can we start to expand in that capacity so that we can unlock the other side, right? This is how world meets us this is how our nervous system gets to feel soft and tender within dating this is how we get to stop taking it so hard on ourselves and really start to move through it because one day you're gonna have your person how do you want to tell the story of your dating life how do you want to it was like you're gonna have to tell your kids one day what dating is like and instead of being like oh it's a fucking nightmare like how everyone keeps fucking saying to me when i'm like okay when i'm ready to start finding my person i'm excited to go on date and they're like oh it's a nightmare it's like do you really want to say that to your like 16 year old daughter one day it's a fucking nightmare like no (laughs) like what do you want the story to be like 
to be able to tell that to your kids and be like, hey, yeah, it's rough out there, but like, here's how fun it gets to be. Who can you become and how do you become the safest place for people to land and be this discovery portal and, you know, just make it a memory in the making and your person will come, your safety will come and your truth will become you. You just have to remember who you were before the heartbreak and know that it's okay. Vulnerability is the scariest fucking thing and that's so fucking valid, but vulnerability breeds a vulnerability thank you Brene Brown so to open your heart and wanting your heart to be seen and held and witnessed you gotta do that for other people right and that just matches that you do it before like sharing your heart I'm sharing my heart with you guys who knows if my ex will eventually listen you know like I have no idea we can't see all the names that watch listen to this but it's like but I want you to know my truth how it is and how how to navigate it and moving through this stuff so that you can become the fullest version of yourself and to reframe the story of how it is and imagine like a world where like we actually all enjoyed dating like how much lighter of a space that would come <laughs> that would be and how much more safe that would feel to like step into it instead of like Ooh, i'm gonna protect myself and hide like <sighs> it gets to be however you want it to be a choice and so i hope this lit your socks up if you are feeling called i would love it for you to share like review honestly i love having the chats and the dms with you guys so just come hang out my personal one is it's laura patricia martin so it's laura patricia martin and our company brand content courses page is healing to happy so healing to t-o happy and come hang out with us there and if you are feeling called to jump in to our programs, to our master classes, to in-person events that we're going to be having, if you're in Dallas area, just reach out to us over on there. We have right now, Summer of Love is going to be, I believe, launching at this time. Otherwise, you guys are getting the early, early dish on that. So this is our summer festival kind of vibes. So I am running my programs in the way that music is. So we will be having three different programs within our album the first one is becoming the one that's all about magnetism and confidence and things of that nature and that's going to be happening in july and then we have unattached where we're going to be learning about attachment styles and getting in talking about avoidant talking about um why am i drawing a blank oh (laughs) anxious insecure and how to really balance out and become more secure in that and healing from the struggles of our nervous system so that we can free ourselves from that and then we're gonna relaunch sacred singlehood which is our beautiful journey of creating some sacredness within your singleness even if you're not single and so Actually, we've had a few married women go through that program, so and they've revitalized their relationship. So these are our summer programs that are happening right now, and you can buy the whole Summer of Love bundle. 
just reach out. We can have a chat, see which one you want to jump into. They're on early bird and pre-sale. And of course, if you're looking for more high-level one-on-one mentorship, we have spaces that available, three, six, 30 days. We have different varying stuff. Again, we have so many things on offer. You're just leading yourself to the conversation and we can have a chat to see how to really regulate ourselves and how to free yourself up from your mind, body, soul, and bank account and really amplify this life experience and have high-level mentorship. Have me in your pocket, essentially. Um, but yeah, those are always open. Share this with someone. We love it. Subscribe, like, review if you're new here. I fucking love you. Thank you for being here. We have these every single Monday. So I will see you next Monday, my friends. I love you. Happy healings. <laughs>